Hi friend, has anyone told you that you are amazing today? You, precisely you, exactly as you are. You may be listening to this dreaming of greener pastures and a life and career where you are thriving. Or you may feel like you're thriving and craving additional growth and tools to sustain your well-being. However today finds you, we honor that and celebrate the strengths that lie within you, those that are uniquely yours and that nobody can take from you. Settle in and imagine possibilities with us. If you need a boost of inspiration, then we're especially glad you're here. Always remember, you are enough here. You are enough. Love your strengths. Hi friends, it's Clifton Strengths Coach Kyle Johan Baker, and this is Love Your Strengths. Today, I am really excited to get to introduce Austin Arias. Austin is a leadership development expert with a goal to help individuals and teams think bigger and do better through more values-based and mission-aligned actions. As an award-winning educator and speaker, Austin is a trusted voice in the areas of belonging, organizational development, change management, and personal growth. In addition to his speaking and facilitating in colleges, universities, nonprofits, and companies, he also works as an account manager at a leading marketing and branding agency in higher education, Simpson Scarborough. He's based in Nashville, Tennessee. Austin's top five strengths are maximizer, belief, individualization, relator, and woo. Austin, so excited to be in this space with you today and having this conversation. Oh my gosh. Thank you, friend. I am so excited. I feel so honored to be a part of your podcast. I'm a big oh, fan. Yeah. Austin and I have been internet friends for a while, and this is actually our first time getting to meet in person, although there have been many chats, messages sent between us, and it's cool to be able to have these conversations and especially to get to connect over strengths. Yeah, I feel like we've been Instagram friends for so long, and I've admired a lot of the work you've done, and you've been always been really supportive for me too. So yeah, I think it's a natural fit, right? Why not jump into the podcast? Yes. So Austin, as you know, with this podcast, we love to focus on one strength per episode. What is the strength that you would like to talk about today? You know, I never thought you'd ask. It is my favorite strength of all the strengths, which probably would make sense. I'm excited to talk about woo, which I feel like everyone who's a woo is excited to talk about woo. So mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm really excited to talk about this. There's a lot of excited that's happening today. Yeah. So we love to start by grounding ourselves in that Gallup definition. So people exceptionally talented in the woo theme love the challenge of meeting new people and winning them over. They derive satisfaction from breaking the ice and making a connection with someone. If you're not familiar with woo, you may have heard the word woo before, but one other point of clarification I always like to add is that woo can be thought of as winning others over. So that's a part that's not part of the Gallup definition that I normally use, but feels essential to include. So Austin, I would love to hear from your perspective what this strength means to you and how it shows up in your life, your business, and just the way that you exist. Gosh, I... As I find with probably most people who have woo in their strength, they they love talking about it because they are individuals that like to, you know, 
like you said, win others over, make connections. I think often at times there are people who thrive in environments where communication is necessary or they've got to meet new people. I think that that is usually where it shows up for me the most. I think that it's a strength that's always been somewhere in my top five. I was really mad because at one point it was my number one and I took such pride in it being my number one that I realized like there are 34 other great strikes. So like that's okay. But yeah, I mean, I think it shows up for me in a lot of ways. I think for me, I have always been someone that has thrived in social environments. I was that kid on the playground that made friends really, really easily. That person that was, you know, willing to go into spaces where I didn't know a lot of folks and would thrive when we were doing like icebreaker activities because I was always able to like come up with something pretty easily. But then, of course, as you get to be an adult and you realize like icebreaker activities are something you've grown over. Now I just make other people do them through my work as a speaker and facilitator. And I would also say, you know, for me, it shows up in just the way that I build relationships in a really authentic way with others. I think that it's really important to recognize the individual. And I think when you look at all of my top five, they're all in that influencing relationship place. And so I think they all kind of are interconnected, but I've always been someone that like wants to invest in an individual, wants to like get to know what makes them tick and makes them excited and makes them happy in life. That I love where you ended that of that investment piece, because I think that some people when they, I mean, some folks who are not woo that may have feelings towards it may look at it and be like, you just want to have like a good time or like you're just right. always talking. But part of a lot of us that like, especially when we're intentionally using woo and going there is we're having an investment. This is not just about saying like, all right, like I broke the ice. We're friends now. Bye. I'm leaving you. But it's also about that continued engagement beyond that. Yeah. You know, I think it's it's important. You bring up a really good point. I think sometimes Wu has a very like negative connotation to it. I think people think that you're just like want everybody to like you and you just do it for the sake of like selfish reasons. But I think it's probably the antithesis of someone who's a Wu. You know, I, I think, you know, I have had a lot of roles where I've had to manage teams of individuals and Wu has been essential for that. You know, it's been essential for me because I I have to invest in the people that I am supervising and leading, right? I have to give them the, not only the skills and make sure they can do the job, right? But I have to be there for their development and I have to be willing to invest in that. And those are always environments that I really love. I think when I'm in a lot of my facilitation and coaching spaces, right? It's about, you know, helping them understand that the investment they're making in themselves by attending this program or being in this space is worthwhile. And, you know, they can kind of take it with them when they leave here. And so I think that that is also kind of reminding them that all of these interactions and all these relationships that we're building and all these people we're talking to and getting to know are crucial in, in all of this. So I think that, yeah, sometimes it has, a, it has a, a feeling towards it. I have a funny story with that that I'll share real quick. So I first took Finder in graduate school. So my graduate program, I did my master's in higher education, had everybody in our office and our department take it, which is very common in the world of higher education. And 
I worked in an office of event planners. So our job was to create experiences for, for students and staff and faculty, which I think also fits really well into the, the idea of Woo. I spent 12 years of my career doing that. And we all took it. And we had an office manager who I love her to death, but she was kind of that individual that she was a little bit older. This was kind of what she did right before she went into retirement. She had lived a long life and and was kind of that individual that was like really sassy, really kind of like she was that person that like would give you that sarcasm and, and that person that you definitely wanted to like manage your office. She like kind of kept you on your toes a little bit, like a motherly figure. People always thought she was maybe like a little bit negative, but that was just, you just embraced. Her name was Tanya. And so we went and we all took it and... Tanya probably had Wu as her like number 30 or like lower than that, which is totally fine. But I went and I took it and I was so proud. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have this strength to Wu. So there were seven folks in our office and five out of the seven of us had Wu somewhere in our top five. And I just hear her grumble and she's just like, oh, another Wu. And it just <laughs> became this like, running joke of like this office full of woos with someone who is like not in any way shape or form and I think that it was it was really exciting to see like how she was willing to kind of meet us where we were at we were willing to meet her where we were and vice versa and I think that's another like essential part to being a woo is kind of meeting people where they're at mm -hmm. yeah I mean, because like you said earlier, like woo, it falls into this like influencing domain of strengths. And when I think of influencing, it's all about like getting people to buy in, getting them to follow along with something that you're saying and connecting back to what you were saying earlier about how like as you're doing your facilitation training and the work that you do, yeah. you're getting people to figure out for themselves, why am I doing this? What is the reason that I'm here today? It isn't just about you're putting on the Austin show and everybody says, oh, my gosh, I love Austin. I just want to be like Austin. They're also figuring out what it means for themselves. And they're, maybe they do still say, I want to be like Austin. But there's also this degree. Right? I know. I was like, yeah. possibly. But I mean, I want to be mad at it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like you're helping folks figure out like through Woo. Why am mm -hmm. I doing this? Why are you buying into like this program, this yeah. message that we're sharing? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of what I do is through a lot of the work I do with like organizational development and change management, right? It's about how are we harnessing the strengths of everyone in the room and how are we building relationships, right? How can I how can I teach them some of those really key skills that a woo has, right? Of finding commonality and, and exemplifying empathy and, you know, helping them understand the ways that each of us are unique that brings, you know, something great to their organization or is going to help manage that change in a much better way. And so I think that that's a lot of what I talk about when I am in those spaces where I'm helping them kind of navigate those difficulties there. And I think the other thing also is that a lot of times the people who I talk to or that I coach or that I speak to, they weren't the person who picked me to be that, you know, change manager or change agent, right? There was usually an event planner that said, hey, I've seen this guy and I, you know, I know this person and, you know, we're going to bring him in because he has demonstrated expertise, right? 
And so a lot of times I haven't interacted with anyone in the audience and I have to get on stage and build rapport with them really quickly. And I have to show them that I am someone who can deliver them not only a message that is going to be hopefully inspiring to them in their organization or just them as a leader, but also one that's going to give them like tangible things that they can walk away with to continue their investment and continue doing what they're doing and leading in their spaces and you just being kind of more holistic individuals at the end of the day, personally as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Those are there's just so many good juicy bits there. I think that there's it's a lot of fun hearing all the different ways that you see woo being woven into your work and you do. And I think that's what happens also when we have really developed strengths is that we can see how this relates and also helps us to be successful in our work, in our job, whether you have woo or you have a different strength. That's what I love about having these conversations is that we get to see what does it look like when your strength is woven into your daily actions and helps you to support, really just helps you feel supported and find success. Yeah. Have you ever wanted to influence what gets talked about on a podcast? Well, today is your chance. We are collecting questions, wonderings, and thoughts for what to cover on our podcast in future episodes. Whether your question is about how to use a strength, how to apply your strengths towards career development, or a challenge that you're running into life and you wonder, can strengths help me out with this? Go to the show notes or the description of this podcast episode and click the link to submit your questions for the podcast. It'll send me an email and I'll probably even reply asking you a few more questions. Thanks for doing this and we're so excited to cover these questions that you have and add to our community as we explore and love our strengths. So, I mean, I know you just like told a couple of different stories, but is there, I'd like to know about how Wu shows up in your business. It really helps you create those moments for success. Yeah. I mean, I touched a lot about how it kind of shows up. You know, I live kind of a double life. I, I work full time, like you mentioned before, for Simpson Scarborough, and I'll talk about that in a second. But I also write, do this work as a, a speaker and facilitator and expert. And so I think I touched on that a little bit already, right? It's that building rapport with people right away. It's going to conferences and, you know, all I am, it's someone that they saw a name of and a session description. And so I want to make sure it's worth their while for that 45 minutes, right? Like I want to make sure that I'm creating an environment that they feel welcomed in, that they, you know, walk in the room and we're able to have some laughs right away, crack some jokes. We're able to like break down that wall a little bit, which I think is really essential to woo. And, you know, then I'm going to maybe drop some knowledge on you and I'm going to probably tell you a little bit about, you know, what you got to do to change and maybe have some hard conversation. But I do it from a place that I think comes from care and a place that because I've worked to build some of that initial rapport with those folks, I think they're probably more receptive to it. And I think that instead, if I come in and just say, you know, I'm the expert, you should listen to me. That's not going to be beneficial for anybody. And I think it's not going to not only, you know, my business won't necessarily go anywhere from that, but also at the same time, 
that's not really why I'm in it. I'm in it because there are people who have done it for me. I want to give back by sharing the knowledge and sharing the expertise. And the best way to do that, right, is, is to build that relationship and that rapport from the beginning. And then I would say in my work that I do at Simpson Scarborough, so for quick context, Simpson Scarborough is a higher ed and higher education branding and marketing agency. We have worked with hundreds of colleges across the country to really help them elevate their brand within higher education. And my work on our accounts area as an accounts manager is that I am responsible for, you know, the daily management of that project with our internal teams, but most importantly, with those client teams. When someone trusts us to be their partner in that work, they don't know who their account manager is going to be. And then I'm someone who sends them an email and then schedules an introduction call and that relationship goes from there, right? And so they're seeing me for the first time almost always on Zoom. And so we don't necessarily have the luxury sometimes of those in-person body language moments to kind of feel a, an energy or a vibe. But then, right, so I have to work even extra hard to build that relationship in a virtual setting, right? Just like what we're doing right now. And I spend a lot of time in those intro calls talking about one, just who they are, what's their background, what's their knowledge, what are they coming into this with, you know, and then also ask them questions like, what are your goals and what are the things that you want to achieve with this project? How is this going to allow you to do better work? How is this going to elevate your brand as a college or university? But then I also ask the individual, right, like beyond what it's going to do for, for the institution, what can we also do together for you? You know, what opportunities do we have to, you know, bring our expertise in to help you learn and help you grow and help you develop as a chief marketing officer or a graphic designer or a content strategist? You know, I, I think about it as a way that, yes, we're delivering a service, but we're also providing that development. And so I have to be able to say, you know, these are the goals of the client, both personally and as an institution, find a way to weave those in, right? And making sure that we're kind of keeping those in mind. That's how we get client satisfaction at the end of the day. That's how we make sure that the project is successful because we're investing in the people just as much as we're investing in the tangibles and the deliverables that we're going to give. But it all starts with that very first interaction. It all starts with that very first intro call where it might be 30 minutes and we spend 15 or 20 minutes just talking about you and getting to know each other, helping them see that I'm someone that they can trust in all of this. Mm -hmm. And then we'll talk about, you know, your scope of work and all of those other things. We have plenty of other meetings to do that. And a lot of my clients I, I meet with two to three times a week sometimes, depending on where they're at in their project. And so, you know, we have to make sure that it's a, it's a positive relationship, but ultimately at the end of the day, it's one that allows us to, to both be successful and carry out something really exciting. Yeah. Those are such fun examples because the thing that I really enjoy is that you can really see that sense of caring that's coming through. And from a place like that's intertwined with woo is it's not just about getting people to say yes. It's getting people to say yes, because they see that you are in it for them too. It's not just about mm -hmm. getting the job done. And then even like you're connecting back to those values-based, mission-based alignment for like sharing your values that you have, helping connect that with what the client has and what is it 
in the end that that individual needs like there's so much care that's woven into this yeah you know i I think that they have already said yes by agreeing to work with our agency right or a client in my speaking world has only already said yes by agreeing to work with me right i want to do what i can to make sure that that yes stays a yes as much as possible throughout our client relationship but also throughout the the friendship that we maybe connect on or that the you know professional friendship that we build right i think that it all of those are intertwined for me and i think that if you have a solid relationship and a solid foundation from the beginning which is i think what woos are best at then you can ensure that that project or that relationship is going to continue to thrive and you can really rely on it on moments where Maybe things go awry. You know, we're human or sometimes things happen. Maybe deadlines are missed or maybe deliverables don't hit the mark or, you know, maybe just folks are going through a difficult time. Woo can be that thing to kind of bring things back to center. It can Mm -hmm. be that thing that I think kind of steers the ship a little bit away when maybe we've just had a moment where we have to have a difficult conversation or they have to have a difficult conversation with us, right? Woos can, I think, bring in that empathy. Woos can, you know, be honest and, you know, about what maybe went wrong or what needs to change, right? And I think that that is the other part of a really strong kind of client relationship is being willing to say, you know, here's where we missed the mark, but here's what we're going to be doing differently. And what we're going to do differently is going to better align with the goals that you and I have already been talking about and working on, right? So it's that connection that you can always bring it back to at the end of the day that I think helps navigate some of those difficulties that we have in some of those relationships. Yeah. You know, I would love to hear about how you've invested in Woo to like really make this such a well-refined strength that you can practice and use on your life. Gosh, I mean, I think a lot of it is just by doing. I think a lot of it is about putting myself in moments, experiences, and places that might be uncomfortable and reminding myself that I have what it takes or needs to, you know, need to have in order to kind of conquer it and and conquer it well. I I think that's a big part of it. I, you know, I have been professionally speaking for over 10 years now. I've been a professional in higher education for over 12 and I still have things to learn. I still have opportunities to develop. I still you know, have the opportunity to learn a little bit more about what does it mean to be an empathetic communicator, but what does it mean to be empathetic, but also mindful of, you know, individuals' identities and how do we do it from a more inclusive place? That's something that I'm always kind of reading articles about or investing in podcasts or whatever it might be, is really thinking about like, how do we acknowledge the individual as the whole individual? And, you know, I hold a lot of identities myself, but I don't hold all the identities, right? And so I think that in order to be a good woo, you need to be willing to recognize the identities you don't hold and how you can honor those in the conversations that you're having and how you can, you know, be that individual to recognize that individual for for lack of a better word, right? Like I think that's a lot of, I think what I do, I always take opportunities to get feedback. I always make sure that I am doing check-ins with individuals to say like, you know, hey, how is this relationship doing? What could we be doing differently? How could we improve this relationship? Like, what do we need 
to do in order to be successful? How could I better serve you or better lead you or, you know, better lead our project together? I think I'm someone who asks those questions a lot. When I managed teams of individuals, I would always end every one-on-one with what could I do better for you? Mm-hmm. And asking the question of like, we're asking it on a weekly basis. And some weeks, some of my, you know, teams would just be like, we're good. And then in other weeks, they'd say like, well, actually, you know, I would love it if we could do this or, you know, do that. And I think because I opened up that feedback line, which took me a lot of learning to do, mm-hmm. I think we were able to build a better relationship. So I think it's about, I've taken a lot of time to understand, like, how do I be a better manager? How do I be a better leader in that space? And investing in, I have so many great humans in my life. You are, are an individual who always puts out really great nuggets about how to maximize your strengths. and. I always read a lot of the content you have, but I think I also have so many other folks as well who are really kind of leaders in this in this space. So I soak all of that up as much as I possibly can. And I think the other thing, right, is I moved to Nashville about a year and a half ago. And I moved right after it was like kind of when the pandemic, I guess, was winding down. Who knows what it what it really is now, but it was a time where I had to build a new community and find community in a brand new space. And so I think I had to remind myself when there were moments where I maybe wasn't building connections right away, or I wasn't fighting my people right away, that that was okay. I think that sometimes woos have to remember that it's not always going to hit the first time every time. And it's not going to like, you can try really, really hard, right? But sometimes there's just not a connection. And the best that you can do is be a genuine person. The best you can do is be a nice human being and, you know, give individuals the the grace and the the love that all people deserve, right? But that, you know, it was hard for me in the beginning. I wasn't making those connections right away. I wasn't finding my people right away. And I think to some extent I still am. I think we all are trying to find our people always in life. But I just had to remind myself that that was okay. And, you know, remind myself that all of those things can kind of come organically and all of that will come together, right? So I think some of it is like investing in tangible things, right? You know, readings and podcasts and all of those things, right? But sometimes it's just like employing my own strength back at myself, right? Like mirroring it back at myself and saying like, what would you tell someone if you were trying to help them navigate like being yeah. a brand new leader for the first time? Or if you were trying to help someone be a brand new manager? Sometimes I work a lot with managers about like how to, who are first time managers, like how to, how to navigate that and how to navigate those difficulties. And, or just someone who is just trying to find belonging. Yeah, I talk to first year students a lot about like what it means to find belonging and connection. And I had to remind myself, like, what would you tell first year who like didn't know anyone on their college campus? You know, what would what would you tell them about the ways that they can navigate this difficulty? So mm-hmm. sometimes it's just like being a woo for myself, which probably sounds a little strange, but no. I really appreciated just all of those examples and even how you're like exemplifying this growth mindset of knowing that there are times where I'm still figuring this out. There is that self-compassion and that inspiration of like, I'm still investing in like figuring out how do I make it so that when I have this moment at the beginning, I can make sure that people feel welcomed, they feel seen for who they are. And I'm doing this in a way that really 
it lands with others and we're figuring out how do I keep getting that feedback? How do I keep learning yeah. about, am I doing this in a way that works for others? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's about woos love to ask questions. And at the same time, they need to be willing to ask questions about themselves, about how they can grow and improve. And, you know, I think that that's just kind of essential to, to using woo for good for use, you know, for not yes. only other people, but for for yourself. I think you got to be willing to ask the questions to everybody involved and mm -hmm. be willing to to figure out how you, again, like meet people where they're at. You yeah. are there for people in, in whatever way they need you to be. And I think yeah. that that's pretty essential. I love that. Using woo for good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, it's a fun strength to say, right? And, uh, you know, there's, uh, I think it's a fun strength to have. And I think is always kind of viewed as, that like you know life of the party or never met a stranger type of person i mm -hmm. people use that for me a lot like austin's never met a stranger <laughs> and i don't know if i ever have but there are plenty of strangers out there in this world that i still want to meet yeah you know i'd love to hear what's something that you're looking forward to whether it's in your life your business like what's giving you life oh my gosh Besides the new Kelly Clarkson album, which is giving me a lot of life right now. Gosh, it's so good. She's a queen. I would say things that are giving me life right now. You know, I summer is a little bit of a, a quieter time for me and my work on college campuses and with speaking. So that is starting to ramp up for the fall and spring semesters. And we have some really awesome things planned. And I'm working on a couple of new keynote programs and, and workshops. So really excited about how those are com coming together. They've been like in my brain for a really, really long time. And now we got to like put them down to paper as much as I like to think like, well, I could just, you know, wing it and make it happen. No, that's not how that works. It's not how curriculum <laughs> is written. I got to remind myself that sometimes. Yeah. So working on new, new programs, new curriculums and things like that, working on some new digital content as well. So really excited about that and continuing my work at Simpson Scarborough where it's a busy season for us as well. We're helping a lot of great institutions launch some new brands this upcoming semester. And so excited to see how those come together. And that's really fun. And then in life, you know, I continue to figure out all the things I love about Nashville. And I'm still on the search for the best taco in Nashville, which has been quite an, a search that I've enjoyed every bit of because who can't say no to tacos? But <laughs> yeah, still trying to like find, you know, you know, find community always and, you know, continue to grow in this city is something that I'm also working on this year. So been, uh, it's really optimistic upcoming few months and I'm really uh -huh. excited and can't wait to launch all of these things that have been in my brain into the world very soon. Yeah, I'm really excited to get to see that. And I hope that there are some more taco updates like as we move on through this, because I'm you interested know, to know too. The, the quest for a taco, I thought about it being a TikTok series, but I'm not like cool enough, I think, to be on TikTok. Oh, um, yeah, I get that. I mean, for myself, I, I get that. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I like follow a lot of really cool people, but I'm like, do I have what it takes to be like a taco expert in on TikTok, which, you know, the. Also, technically, we'll yes, like on yeah, TikTok, right? like, you can not. Yeah, mm -hmm. on TikTok, you there's a lot of things you can anybody do, right? Can. I, I think anybody can do it. Jury's still out a little bit, but who knows? <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll find some some other food or some other some other niche there. But no, yeah, definitely, hopefully more taco updates for sure. Well, how can folks stay in touch with you if they want to learn more about you and the work that you do or just 
you yeah. as a human. Thanks. So you can follow me on all my socials. It's at Austin Arias at everything. I'm one of those folks that was lucky to get my full, my name on all the all the social platforms and all my handles. So yeah, at Austin Arias on my Instagram, you are going to see a lot of my travels, but you're also going to see a really adorable rescue dog who is becoming an old man really quickly, which is making me very sad, as well as my very adorable niece, Capri, being an uncle is my favorite role in the world. And uh, you can find more about my speaking and my facilitating coaching at austinarias.com. I also am a speaker and facilitator at the organization Campus Speak, so you can find me there. And Simpson Scarborough, check us out. We're doing really cool things. Thank you so much for like sharing this time with us today, your stories and all the different ways that you see your strengths integrating. I know that there's going to be a lot that folks can take away from this conversation. Well, I am so thankful that you have invited me onto your podcast. I hope that some other woos, uh, if there's other woos listening, definitely slide into the DMs. Mm -hmm. I would love to connect with some other woos. Spoken like a true woo. And hopefully some folks that maybe have misunderstood woos for a while, maybe I can give you some some words of wisdom there, but embrace the woos in your life. I promise everyone it is it is totally worth it. So thanks, Kyle. I appreciate you very much. Thank you for being here. I bet while listening to this episode, you thought of a friend or a family member. Sharing this episode with them would be a great way to help them feel seen for who they are. We want to take a moment to say a special thanks to our supporters, Opulence Abundance and Katie Lanias. You too can support the podcast by donating to our Buy Me A Coffee. You can find the link in the show notes. Finally, this episode was produced by me, Kyle Johan Baker, and the music is by Secret Nation. Thank you for being you, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Peace.